prompt engineering basically is the way you interrogate the model, providing him some context in order to receive the desired results. Welcome everyone to the AI podcast. Today, our guest is Eugene from uh, Endeavor. And today we are going to talk about large language models, uh, especially uh, Eugene uh, will show us some examples of uh, GPT-3 uh, and chat GPT and how prompt engineering works, uh, which is an important aspect of uh, using large language models. So without further ado, uh, Eugene, uh, please take it away. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my name is Eugene. I work at Endava as a data analyst. And uh, I was lucky enough that one year and a half ago, I've got in a project uh, where I get my first touch with uh, GPT-3 as a large language model. And for the last 15 months, I did with, with my team, we did a lot of research and most of the research was focused on how you make those language models produce the output you desire because they are generative models. So basically they generate the next token, the next output. Uh, but in order to solve some complex uh, equations or some complex tasks, you want them to funnel them in a specific way and receive some uh, desired outputs. So this is when we start uh, searching for papers, recommendations regarding prompt engineering. Uh, prompt engineering basically is the way you interrogate the model, providing him some context in order to receive the desired results. Uh, so long story short, uh, I will tell you today what was our latest conclusion. So what, what we came to, and then I'm gonna demo some, uh, some examples of how your prompt uh, defines the output. Perfect. Okay, so if you let me, let me just share my first, I, I prepared um, a presentation and then we're gonna go to uh, to chat GPT for examples. Brilliant. Let me see if I can share this and I think I can share this one. Okay, so basically, uh, do you see my screen? Yeah. Okay, so what we have here is uh, some recommendation, including uh, from the guys uh, from the OpenAIs uh, and uh, from some papers that we we research of what you should do um, to write a, a, a quality-wise prompt. Okay. Um, so the first uh, the first couple of things is um, I, I still remember reading a lot of uh, scientific papers and uh, blogs and things like that. And one that stuck to my mind was that when you talk to a large language model, uh, try to imagine that this is a 10 to 12 years old kid. So basically it has a lot of, it has the capacity and potential to perform even complex tasks, but you have to give it a lot of context. So the, the, the more context and the clearer you explain to him, the better would be your output. So that, that was one of the, the main um, things that stuck to, stuck to, uh, to my mind. And one of the most important um, recommendation is that you have to show, uh, not just tell. So um, I, I'm not sure uh, how many of you are familiar with the prompt technique. So basically we have zero prompt uh, technique. It's when you just ask him to do something uh, without no context. So like, for example, you say, I don't know, write me a list uh, of best ideas for a blog, for example. Uh, yeah. Second, which per uh, performs even better, is one shot uh, prompt technique, which you provide one example. Uh, so basically, give some context. For example, you give him here's the list, I don't know, here's the top three, uh, I don't know, songs that described for summer, for example. And then yeah. you ask him, can you write me next 10, for example? So basically the model will analyze uh, the, the context to give, and then we'll try uh, to stick in those formats that you gave. 
And that is interesting more. because uh, you're sort of uh, taking the word from uh, how uh, we use other uh, sort of uh, deep learning model. Uh, like if it's zero shot, then you don't give it uh, no example at all. Just ask it to perform a task. And one shot is giving one example. And then it's like more than one is like uh, yeah. giving multiple examples exactly. and uh, asking it to generate some uh, uh uh, some text based on multiple yes. uh, examples. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So basically, the more examples you you give him, uh, the the better performance you'll receive because it it now has context. It now has a formula mm -hmm. and the syntax to follow. So basically, you help the language model to extract the knowledge you desire. Okay. Um, uh, I will not go through all of them, but most important of them is this. So basically, you have to show not just tell, uh, and try to use plain language. Uh, when I when I uh, interact with uh, BERT or GPT models, I always uh, try to talk to him like I would talk to a peer. So I always say like, please yeah. do that, uh, generate that, compile a list. So basically, mm. I, I'm trying to, to to use plain language, but be descriptive as much as possible. Okay, uh, showing awesome. the model how to respond is part of the few short prompting. So basically, when you give some examples, the best way is not just give examples, but you give him an example of a question and an, an example of an answer. For example, uh, I don't know, extract uh, key keywords from this sentence, and you give him a sentence, and then uh, the example would be keywords, and you you mention them. Uh, by providing that, you will. Uh, you'll make the, mod, uh, the, the model know exactly what keywords you, va you value most. So he will try to extract these types of keywords. For example, if you extract more names and emails, you'll know that that's, that's what you want. If you extract only nouns and verbs, so maybe you, this is what you want. So he'll try to stick to your formula. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, so these three, show and tell, provide quality data. And there was another uh, recommendation, which is a more technical one, is like check your settings, uh, because uh, there are two very important um, parameters of a language model. Um, one is temperature and another is, uh, is top P. Uh, at the beginning, I was wrongly thinking that temperature is the is the parameter that controls the freedom or the imagination of the model. But in fact, it was it was a much simpler thing. So basically, when you give the highest temperature to the model, uh, each time when you prompt it with the same exact prompt, you will receive slightly different results. So basically, it's a variation of results. Mm. But, but the core of the generated text will be the same. It okay. will just use different words to describe the same thing and mm. but if you want let's say you you do some programmatic commands extract some commands so you want the every time you prompt to this prompt you want the same result so in these cases it is recommended to go with a zero temperature and you just uh, raise the top p the top p is the opposite of temperature so when you raise one you lower the the other and vice versa so they, they um, okay. Okay, um, let's keep that, not important. Um, yeah, it's very important to, to offer hints and tricks. Yeah, if, if you have, of course, if you, uh, I don't know, if you want to generate a blog article or let's say a marketing document, something like that. So basically you'll, you'll want to be very, very specific, provide a lot of details and provide some hints and tricks uh, that is specific to your domain. Uh, because uh, large language language models are very capable of going down to your domain specific language, but to do that you have to 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 make them understand that you want to use that language. So it's very nice if you uh, we we even played with uh, some scenarios like uh, we we put the context like imagine that you are now snob dog for example. I'll ask you questions and I'll ask you serious question, but you try and answer me in a pure Snoop Dogg style. And it did just that, you know, after a couple Perfect. of uh, 
changing the prompt we, we received. So basically it was responding to very serious uh, like environmental question, but in the Snoop Dogg style. So it was genuine. We're very, very impressed by that. So that's what you can achieve if you, uh, if you uh, provide it with quality text, uh, you use plain natural language. Um, you don't have to respect grammar because GPT-3 is very capable of ignoring your mistakes, except if you, if you, must, if you do more mistakes than proper words, right. then GPT, GPT-3 or any other language model, it will assume that that's the way you, you want your answers to be, and it will switch to the wrong text. We, we experimented with that. So um, if you do that, it will take the most, the, 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 the biggest part of your text, and if there are more mistakes than than um, than correct words, it will switch to uh, to that language. But otherwise, okay. if you do mistakes here and there, it will ignore them like they would never happen. Okay. Okay. So, without further ado, let's switch. Uh, let me switch to the second screen, share, and let's go for some examples. Sure. Okay. So, what I'm gonna demonstrate here is some prompt engineering te techniques. Let me just load it. Um, the context was clear. So like this, we wanted to make uh, GPT-3, uh, I, I used then GPT-Chat, but I did the same exact exercise in GPT-3 Playground. So yeah. what I wanted, I want to receive uh, a list of actions that I can transform in some programmatic language in executable actions from a user input. Uh, so I started very vague. I said, okay, let me see. Uh, so I said, okay, let's generate a list of actions that I should perform in order to order food online. So the chat GPT gave me 11 steps, but as you can see, it's a lot of text and that's not what I desire. So mm. then I changed my prompt to this. I said, okay, please only generate very short answers, avoiding useless noise. So I, I left the first part of my uh, prompt and then added something, some more context. And as you can see, the results there uh, now was very short. So basically yeah. he cut them to, to the core. But this is not what, what I needed still. So then I said this. Transform each action into some executable short commands where each verb is put between uh, parentheses and the nunus prefix. And I gave him one example. So this is already a one-shot technique. So I said, this is an example right. you should use, but this is a syntax. I gave it one shot of syntax. I, I, I never gave it like uh, an action here. Yeah. So what he did, he took the previous list and embedded it in the syntax I gave it. So he used my key. To, to put the verb in parentheses and uh, uh, he tried to put the hashtag uh, before every subject, but as you can see, as you can see, it failed on a couple of occasions. Yeah. So I needed I needed more help, uh, and as you can see, uh, by doing can you increase can you increase the font a little bit, uh, the size uh, of the me, yeah. Let me see if I can do it like no, not like this. Let me see one two. Okay. There you go. Yeah, much better. Uh, one one cons of doing this is that you increase your tokens capacity. So basically, you use mm -hmm. more tokens to describe a problem that maybe you could do in a better way. Yeah. But this is all by the first step. So first step, first time you try to to funnel it down to your desired result, and yeah. then you try to find a prompt, a shorter prompt that will do the same. Yeah, and I'll show you how how we can do that using uh, GPT uh, language model. Okay, so uh, we took that, and I, then I said, okay, uh, now please remove uh, your because I, I I saw a lot of your here from the generated text, and make it even shorter, like parentheses and subject. And this is what I received. So basically, I received a verb uh, and an action on some object, for example. Right. Again, I needed to, to, to make it even uh, even even more uh, programmatic wise. So what I do here is I, I, I ask him to assign all those commands to a Python list. 
So it does exactly that. It generates me all the variables uh, using the key I provided and creates a list, uh, a Python command that will contain all these commands. Yeah. Um, now I said, uh, please use only level case and remove all the dots because I saw a lot of dots here. Okay, so I fine tune that. I received only lower cases, no dots. Now I can. This is a list that can I can I iterate through if I need it. Yeah. Okay. Now look what I did here. Now this is the proper one shot technique. So basically, I take this generated list and and I insert it as an example here. I said, okay, I needed to to generate a list of short programmatic commands uh, that represent a step-by-step -step flow of an action. And I give it first action is order food online. And this is the list of actions. It's the one that it was generating before. And then I said, now I need the action change a flat tire. And I put the keyword list of actions and I wait for the model to, uh, to, to generate it. So as you can see now, I removed all this big text that I used to get to my command. And yep. I, I provided the result because I now can use the same number of tokens, but I can receive another list that yep. I want to receive in the end. So basically what it does, it uses the first list and replaces it with the actions for changing a flat tire. Okay? Yep. Now, what I do, uh, then I did, I did two more actions like that. I generated uh, one for making a coffee and one for making tea. So now I use the few shot technique. So I give it three examples, even four. And again, I, I, I said now generate a list for changing a flat tire. Why I did that? Why I did that is because I I saw that it was quite biased on the first list. So the the, the model was trying to replicate the first list very very strongly. And mm. sometimes it gave me, for example, it gave me here the, the command park the vehicle or uh, turn on the hazard light. So it, it gave me some comments that I did not want them to be in my command. So I thought, gotcha. let me give him more example and see if it changes the behavior. Uh, it did not, though, just a bit. But what it did, it followed, it followed very, very nicely the, uh, the syntax. Right. And I, I thought then, okay, I can work with that. What I did here now, I said, okay, ignore all the other words. Uh, so let's make the commands as short as possible. So avoid noise and only generate verbs and nouns because that are mandatory for the command. I don't want any other, um, any other text to be generated. So it did just that. It removed everything. Uh, right. Which it thought is not, not the base. So you cannot you, now you can see that you don't have here park the car, uh, put the hazard light. So you have the the core of the of the actions, and that I thought okay that I can use that that, that looks nice in a programmatic way. You can always uh, iterate through those and uh, using the regex to to extract key and values and replace them for everything else. Yeah. Um, but then I said okay. Still, some of the actions uh, are not linked between them in a very logic way. Some, for example, uh, I, I like here, uh, for example, to, to lock some nuts, you need first to, uh, to get the tools necessary. Without those tools, you will not be able to, to, to change the tire. So what I said here now is, let's generate a more accurate prompt that will instruct a, Oh, no, no, this is not, not where another step. Sorry, my bad. Uh, what I did here is, is device device prompt engineering. Now I try right. to ask the model to generate me the prompt that will lead to that exact result. I said, okay, generate the uh, okay. prompt that will instruct the large language model to return the completion without providing any of the steps from the flow. So I wanted to see if I can have a very short prompt that can lead to this result so that I can avoid uh, all the um, uh, text uh, before, uh, and it provided me with this. I just copy pasted it here, and I saw that it generated the list. Is that the list above? Mm. Okay. And here is where I said, okay, one more request. 
please write that list in Python code. Uh, put each step starting with a new line and add a comment uh, at each step line where you explain how you how this particular step is logical successor of the previous step and the predecessor of the next step. I just wanted to see if the model understands what is the flow to get from action one to action to last action and if they are logically connected. So okay. basically, this is what it, it does here. It, it, it tells me uh, this is called um, the chain of thought. So basically, you ask the model to reason why it did generate that and that. Yeah. Okay. And when I was reading that, uh, I saw that it grouped some actions uh, between them in some groups. And the last thing that I wanted to add is, okay, I said, now I need the tools. I need to add here the tools and I think my list is, is, is perfect. So what I said here, uh, we need to add more details to the action list. For example, there are missing intermediate actions between the actions. Like for example, before losing, uh, before these actions, you need first to get the necessary tools. Same for check the vehicle. You cannot check it if you don't have the tools. So yep. GPT-3 updated my list and you can see now we have a lot of great details. We have open trunk, remove tire, and this is group grouped under get necessary tools. Then you mm. have the second group when you start to, to loosen uh, the lug nuts. And then is another group where you jack up the vehicle. So I thought this is very, very nice. Uh, one disclaimer that I have to do here is that when I tried the reverse engineering, this one, uh, no, 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 this one. Generate a command, uh, yeah. Yeah, it might not work if I'll start now a new chat because uh, right now in the difference between chat GPT and GPT-3 is that chat has context. So everything we said above is remembered. Yeah. Every, every time I prompt it again here, everything which is uh, in this conversation is part of that conversation. So it uses yeah. it as context. So for example, if I'll go now to a new chat and try, uh, I just want a new chat. Okay, let me see this. Let me do that. And if I do that, I'm not sure if I'll receive the same result because now it doesn't have any context. So yeah, I don't. Th I don't think you will get the same result. Yeah, uh, ChatGPT exactly, does yeah. remember the previous results. Yeah, exactly. So that 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 important. That this is yeah. also a very important uh, point for problem. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah. if I want now to receive the same result, I'll have to give it at least one example. Yeah. I need I need to provide context. When when we do it programmatically. Uh, you can call the the playground. You have the API that you can call and simulate yes. the playground. Yeah. So one 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 suggestion would be when you when you do it programmatically, always think about a mechanism that will in, that will infuse uh, every prompt with a context. So we try we try to to save the context in a separate uh, variable. And mm -hmm. every time we prompt it again, we provide the context. Sometimes it's hard because you have a lot of tokens to use. And what you do here, we we take all the context. For example, if the context is more than 500 tokens, we take all the context, uh, go to another GPT-3 instance, ask it to yes. summarize, yeah, and then go back and use the summarization, which is much smaller, as a context. Yeah. So that you, you always try to keep him um, yeah, between your expected results. Um, I think that's that's it for the demo. Uh, so if you have any questions right now, or other Perfect. Topics, because we can discuss about it like forever. Sure. Perfect. Uh, do you want to stop sharing? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Let me stop share here. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the for the demo. Uh, I have. Uh, a lot of questions. I mean, I've been playing with uh, ChatGPT for uh, quite a while now, mm -hmm. uh, and now we have uh, GPT four. So I've recently started playing with uh, that a little bit uh, as well. So uh, there was an article uh, recently about uh, some researchers are looking into uh, why ChatGPT can perform some tasks so mm -hmm. well, uh, even 
even though it hasn't been designed to uh, perform those tasks. For example, yeah. uh, the bar exam, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, Olympiads and other exams, uh, which it does uh, pretty well, uh, even though the topic of these exams are completely different. Uh, one is science, one is law, and mm -hmm. you can perform other tasks, uh, writing codes and everything, uh, which are completely different tasks. So uh, they came up with two assumptions. Uh, one is either it uh, it is really good in uh, uh, understanding statistics because after all, a language model is just a statistical model. Yeah. Or it's doing something new uh, that is uh, that is something we have never seen before. Uh, which is something happens inside a large language model when you train on billions and billions of uh, parameters. And then you give it a ton of uh, examples, something new happens. So what do you yeah. think uh, we, sh we at this point with your experiments, uh, w which way mm -hmm. do you uh, bias towards? Yeah, uh, when we started with GPT-3, there was this text Da Vinci 002 model. Mm -hmm. uh, it it has some it has this limitation. So basically, all our search ended up uh, with in the conclusion that you cannot do complex math with that. It is good at very simple math that you you will you cannot do complex math even if even though you provide context, more information, examples. So it was yeah. failing at that. And uh, the the understanding was that it is a large a language model. So basically, its main task was to predict the next next token, next word. But as you said, during the training, this language model gained some hidden capabilities that then became obvious. For example, you could do in the same uh, in the same um, uh, playground, um, you can do text classification, summarization. Um, uh, named entity extraction, all you have to do is just post these questions. For example, you, you would not switch anything. You would not touch any parameter. You, you would just say, okay, I now want to extract parameters from this text. Now I want to classificate it, you know? So basically it was capable to do it like seamlessly to switch between tasks. And those were only some examples provided by OpenAI. But then we found out that it can do even more. So so yeah, it has some hidden capabilities that at that time when they launched, they were very raw and green. And then, then came GPT 3.5 with this text DaVinci 003 model, yeah. which overnight uh, became very capable. So basically all our experiments that we were doing on the previous model improved drastically with the new one. And now we could use less tokens less context and it would receive the we would receive the same results as before with more tokens so it was clear that uh, openai started to to extract uh, those capabilities uh, those hidden capabilities from from their model and mm -hmm. what we are now seeing with gpt4 that can now uh, seamlessly read images and uh, reason on any image so basically you can ask what's in an image yeah. and it will describe it so basically it again shows that uh, yeah during the training seeing those billions of data of training data it deviates from its main purpose with which was the generating text and now they are capable to do things that we could not imagine a couple of years ago the only thing is that we have to find the right way to ask it to do it so what i like about chat chat gpt and gpt4 is that uh, now beside the playground you have this system uh, box where you give context so basically yeah. you have a separate field where you give context yeah. and then you have the field that you prompted and the context yeah. will always be there so it it is your org now you don't have to use the same prompt because right now we were structuring like let's use initial prompt at the yes. beginning and then add our yeah. questions it was quite complicated now with this new tool you basically have the context. You can always uh, fine tune the context when, when during the course of action, you see that some 
it goes in a direction you don't want to know and you go back to context and say oh okay let's add this here or that here or let's change that yeah and it helps so yeah i think it's still it's still far away from doing everything uh, at the highest quality uh, but the progress at least in the last two years is is fantastic so now i saw a paper that uh, we've um, uh, we have chain of thoughts and then you have i forgot how chain of so basically, th this paper says that if you prompt uh, uh, the, the 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 model in steps, so basically, first time you give him uh, a question, you receive a reason, then you reason it. For example, you ask uh, why uh, two plus two is four. So it will, you tell him two plus two is four because, and you you, you provided right. the reason, and then you prompted uh, two plus three and it will now provide the result because you tell told him that don't give me just result give me the process and this is one of the ways you can you can reason with the model but there are a lot of many papers that describe uh, different prompt engineering techniques that can lead you to the desired results even in the field of math where gpt3 was quite kind of weak mm. Yeah, uh, regarding uh, that was my uh, one of my questions uh, for later, but I'm going to ask it now. Like, did you experiment with uh, simple math problems? Uh, like, uh, so far, the uh, results from the chat GPT has been uh, pretty bad uh, in my experience. Like, it cannot perform uh, simple math problems uh, pretty well, but can it be done properly? Like, you uh, gave an example of if you uh, do uh, cross uh, reasoning with mm -hmm. uh with simple math problems as in why two plus two is yeah. four and ca can it uh, improve uh it answers uh we only we we only tried a couple of times at the beginning and we stopped there because um that was not our scope of the project so our scope was to 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 extract from natural language uh gotcha. a, a list of actions that you can execute in an um, IT background, for example, in, in let's say you have a, a a program that you 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 developed, and you want uh, uh, the user to write or talk to to you, and you transform that in some, for example, you said I need to go to Eugene's page in yeah. I don't know in in Java internal application. So you want to extract key elements, not uh, find the steps, and just execute action so th this is what we we try to do for the last couple of uh, 15 months or so mm. and because of that we did not um pay much attention to to other uh let's say cons of the gpt3 we only we only uh, took seriously the thing that gpt3 and even other language models like we used bert and roberta a couple of times you cannot uh you cannot uh, be sure 100% in what they output. So everything they output, you, you should take it with a pinch of salt. So you always have to double check because uh, there is this uh, hallucination uh, phenomenon. So when the model doesn't know the result, it will invent something. Yeah. Uh, and as a, and, and as, a, as a solution, what we did is that we always restrict it in the way that we say, okay, uh, this is what you have to do. We provide, we try to provide it with a list of, list of actions we have it. And we say like, if you cannot find any reasonable actions from this list, just return unknown or return I don't know. So all, all our problems are restricted with this final phrase that please don't, don't invent anything new, just stick to, the, to, to what we have. Uh, this way we try to minimize the, uh, the misleading information because sometimes at, at least at the beginning of the project we received a lot of uh, a lot of output that you could not check it on the spot is it, yeah. is it like that or is it is it true or is it the models you know invention 100% and yeah. I, I think that's a big problem if you're uh, trying to use it uh, in the in the industrial application 
that that, yes, that is a exactly. that is a big big problem. Uh, and uh, another thing is uh, the uh, corpus that was used to train uh, ChatGPT was probably limited to the year twenty twenty one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that is another problem because uh, if you uh, try to explain any algorithm or anything that was invented after twenty twenty one, let's say in last year. Uh, last one year or last couple of months, uh, it will invent some uh, new uh, ideas that is completely uh, completely false. Uh, yeah, for example, exactly. I I gave it I, I I tried a prompt to explain stable diffusion to me, and mm-hmm. it basically explained how stable diffusion is just a, a generative adversarial uh, network. Which is which? It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's a the the principles are completely different. Uh, so uh, that that is something uh, an, another problem. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure how to uh, circumvent that though. Uh, do you think it's possible to? How, how do you circumvent that? Like all its yeah. data comes from twenty before twenty twenty one. So uh, uh, I I see here I see here two solutions solutions. Uh, one of them was that, um, for example, you can use this context uh, field and provide this new information. So you have mm-hmm. to find it, copy paste it, and provide it here and say that, okay, on the subject we are now in, pay attention, there is something, a new development. So you provide yeah. the information. And the second one is the possibility, you have the possibility to fine tune any of the models. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we experimented with fine tuning. Uh, so basically, you prepare a, a CSV file with prompt completions, and you can make it um, tailored for your specific domain. For example, um, we use this list of commands. So basically we provided thousands of uh, user inputs and how you extract from them commands. Uh, and while we, are, we, were, we were doing the fine tuning, we also find out that this was one of the, one of the tools that you can use to uh, to provide the model with more information. For example, you, you want something new that it was not trained on, so you can provide it. Uh, but there is a there is a, a little cons in that thing is that the outputted model was very biased on the information you provided, and mm. we could not find uh, a, a way to 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 circumvent that because it was uh, it, the information you provided. Uh, you should be very, very careful with what you put in this fine-tuned file because after that, the model, even the, the, the best of them, even the Da Vinci model, was every second time he would try to, to respond it with some information from the file and not, uh, not do the, the work you were expecting him to do. So it, it's like a, it is a solution, uh, but it's still not final. It's still not optimal. So even even if you use the context, the system context window, again, uh, how many how many uh, pages of text you can put there? You know, yeah. it's okay if we only want to put the information about stable diffusion. But what if you want to insert every new researchers from twenty twenty one to modern day? So um, it's still not not optimal. Yeah, but but I think we will get to that. I think that they'll have a solution where we could. Um, uh, a mechanism that you could uh, you could use to to uh, let's say update the weights of the models with new information. I saw a guy on Reddit, I think, that uh, after half a day he convinced ChatGPT that uh, Darth Vader is the president of the United States. Uh-huh. It took him a while to 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 provide this new information, but after hundreds and hundreds of prompts after that model was convinced that uh, Biden uh, I think it was Trump there so it was convinced that now that Biden is the is the new president of the United States so he said that you can do it with a lot of lot of prompts but it's again the, you have to wait the the price and the, uh, how much you need that you know yeah do, you're ready to pay the price uh, for thousand of tokens uh, to hmm. to put just a new line of information into the model. So he sort of fine-tuned the model to believing that Darth Vader is uh, the president of the United States. Yeah, but it only worked like uh, in that day. And next day when he logged in and started a new chat, 
it was like back to the basics again. So it's huh. still tricky. So uh, I think it's it's linked to your session I, I, ID. So somehow, you know, mm. basically for a day, for a day you can make ChatGPT uh, learn what information you want to give. But then I think it has a mechanism to to reset to the default. So interesting. And uh, do you uh, are you guys using uh, the API calls from Open API? Uh, to uh, log in through your own uh, portal uh, and writing codes in Python and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. On the company side, we use uh, we have a key, a project key. Yeah. And we all, we, we use all these keys. So basically, all our calls are uh, are grouped under the same uh, under the same collections of of calls. So uh, they somehow connected. Uh, can you uh, speak a little bit more on uh, how to fine-tune uh, a model? Since you have experience with fine-tuning the model, I haven't tried it before. I'm definitely going to try that. Uh, what is the process of fine-tuning uh, looks like? Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, you have to prepare uh, the CSV file. Uh, it should contain uh, just two columns. It's prompt and completion. So yeah. prompt is, is the user inputs, and completion is your expected results. Mm. And and you have to do the, to provide it a lot of a lot of rows. So we yeah. we experimented with two hundred and then uh, six hundred to one thousand until two thousand and five hundred uh, lines uh, wow. to see which is the optimal. So and somehow our test um, the accuracy was quite high at one thousand five hundred uh, prompts. Mm. And after that, it was racing very, very slightly. So we decided to stop there as an optimal size because it costs you to fine tune to fine tune a model. Uh, it it costs less than to prompt it. But then, when you want to prompt the fine tune model, it's double. Mm. It's double. Oh no, it's ten times more expensive wow. than the regular, regular model. So it's still a backlash. So basically, what you do, you 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 have this file. Mm. Uh, you use the API to upload it. Uh, to open AI uh, cloud yeah. and then you receive a, a file ID and then you use this file ID uh, okay and start the process of fine tuning uh, basically it's like 25 30 minutes around like this and then you receive back the, the successful responses that you have fine-tuned the model and you receive a model ID and all you have to do now is just when you call uh, your model just replace the standard model name like it was text da vinci you replace it with this new model id that you received yes and it will yes. now it will now always query that model gotcha okay yeah i'm definitely yeah, gonna that, try that that was the process and i think i think there was an expiration but if you would not use that model for i'm not sure i think it was 90 days something like that it would be automatically oh. something like that interesting okay yeah, so, yeah. Uh, have you have you guys tried any other uh, large language model from uh, other uh, companies? For example, uh, recently Meta came up with uh, Llama, and then uh, we have uh, other language models that are that have been uh, popping up uh, everywhere. Uh, of of course, uh, Google came up with Bard, uh, which uh, kind of failed, but uh, I mean it did pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, it failed in uh, the industrial application, but uh, still a good uh, language model. And then uh, you have uh, some other uh, language models popping up from uh, Stanford uh, as well. Have you guys played around with uh, those yet? So, uh, we we tried a couple of them. Uh, what we tried at the beginning was uh, this uh, GPTJ and mm. GPT Neo X. Yeah, those two. And then then we tried. Um, uh, we used uh, Bert and Roberta for semantic search because we also evaluated um, um, the, the, the semantic search uh, functionality. Uh, we wanted to see if maybe instead of prompting the model with a uh, with an user input and getting a, a list of actions, maybe we could prompt the model with a question and search and knowledge base for results. So maybe we don't we don't need the list of, of steps. Maybe we need to provide him, let's say, a document, or a, an FAQ document of how to do something. So 
yeah. at one moment in time we tried we experimented with semantic search and we used uh, their that semantic search and also they embedded in gpt3 uh, semantic search functionality they have a special api yeah uh, it's slash search and uh, it does the embeddings and then the search so um both performed pretty well and because BERT was free so basically you can you can stick with BERT uh, but regarding the neo j neo uh, gptj and gpt neo x we we tried them uh, in generating these lists of actions and they were quite far away from um, the most powerful gpt model for example they were okay against curie and other models Mm. Uh, but but text da Vinci was always above. So basically, da Vinci was always around uh, 75, 80% yeah. accuracy amount uh, text uh, samples, and the others were like under 40 even. So mm. uh, I, I think it was on the third month of the project where we decided we will go only with GPT-3, um, specifically because it was uh, very easy to switch to a from one task to another, yeah. You would not have to use different API. You just form a prompt, and it will do the task you need. And it was very accurate. Uh, yeah. So, I, I think so, DaVinci was the first uh, large language model to pass the bar exam, and uh, uh, that was a monumental uh, uh, sort of task to uh, mm -hmm. overcome. So that that was a that was a milestone in la large language model uh, world, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and on the on the few shot prompting technique, uh, it was it was benchmark at the moment. So one year yeah. ago, when we tried, uh, when we do did some benchmark research, uh, it was better than than Google and um, uh, other languages that we, we we tried there. So because we we know that. The zero shot technique is the the desired one. You you will always want to to expect uh, to expend as little tokens as possible. But if you cannot receive the results with zero shot, it's always the, this possibility. You go to one shot on uh, few shot technique, and the results are always uh, guaranteed to to be better. So that's yeah. we kind of stick with that. Interesting. Uh, another question is uh, recently uh, a a journal. A blog post came out from uh, I think uh, it was from uh, Washington Post or probably New York Times, and the author sort of uh, went into uh, describing how this large language model works because now uh, it is embedded in uh, uh, Bing, which is a search engine. So uh, mm -hmm. instead of uh, connecting directly into the internet, now you have a, a sort of a knowledge base, which is uh, which. Uh, has the data from everything we know about everything, uh, all the documented information we have in the humanity since we started digitizing uh, data. And the author sort of compared uh, chat GPT with a uh, with JPEG compression, as in in a, in a JPEG you have the information of uh, uh, an image, but it's so heavily compressed that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have like some information that you can extract, but uh, you cannot uh, figure out many of the stuff that has been uh, compressed too heavily. And mm -hmm. he uh, goes on to saying that ChatGPT is a bad compression of uh, the human uh, human knowledge. And uh, it, it sounded a little bit uh, poetic to me. Uh, do, do you mm -hmm. agree that... Uh, uh, ChatGPT is like a bad compression of uh, human knowledge, or, or uh, maybe it's a little bit more than that, uh, with a little bit no, of guidance. I, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree because uh, yeah, uh, the expectations are quite high with such a large amount of information. It, it mm. is clear that it is clear that potential is still not realized. So we are still quite far away from from the true potential. So I kind of agree with you because. The information is there, uh, but the way you extract it, and mostly uh, you are limited by two factors, your imagination and the, what the API offers you as a, as a tool to extract. So uh, I think uh, there is still room to leverage uh, all this and you can extract more. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes, sometimes we had in the project situation when you tried all the stuff, you know, and you still don't get the results, you know, so you're like, oh, come on, I know you can do that, that, but how? The question is always how, and it's not always uh, the user part, like the prompting techniques. Sometimes there are still limitations from the system, so. Uh, I, I also looking forward to this uh, GPT-4 to see uh, how the combination of text and visuals yeah. can help to, to, you know, to level up um, information extracts. Yeah. So kind of uh, answering the question, kind of agree that it's still not optimal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's uh, all the questions I have at this point. Uh, do you... Uh, want to share uh, your parting thoughts before we end the podcast oh so thank you for, for for calling me it's my it's my first experience of this kind um uh, what can i say uh, the future looks very bright so i'm i'm still following all these papers uh even yesterday i was reading about cosmos of microsoft cosmos so it's very impressive so uh, I, I think it's a it's a trailer for what GPT-4 will be capable of because uh, they they have some connections with OpenAI. Yeah, so, yeah. I think large uh, language models. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's the future, but it's the present. It's for sure. And uh, we, we we as humans not only have access to information one click away. So basically, all you have to do is to to, to, to do a proper search to receive all the information you have. Now you have the tools to uh, to use that information and to extract uh, to extract yeah things like more utility things. More you can you can transform it in, in knowledge. You can transform it in uh, in usage. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm quite impressed. I have, like I said, 15 months in this project, and I'm still I'm still uh, discovering every day things that you can do with that and that. Um, for example, even these days we are trying to to do the reverse prompt engineering. So, what if we tell the model to to do the things we want to do? Let's let's do it the vice versa. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, can you please uh, write me? I don't know a prompt that will extract me days of actions and you give it the actions, you know? So, so we always try to to, to change uh, the, the way we do things to see if that can help us extract uh, even more knowledge from this model, that knowledge that some, somehow I believe is still hidden there. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So uh, you're saying that uh, probably there's more uh, we can do to extract the the knowledge that's uh, sort of uh, hiding inside uh, ChatGPT. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, with that, uh, I'm going to end the podcast uh, here. Uh, to everyone, if you uh, liked uh, our podcast today, please uh, like, share, and turn on the notification bell to the YouTube channel. And thank you, Eugene, for joining our podcast. And I'll see you thank, on thank the you. next episode. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you.